Back Porch. We got co-host G. What's up, everybody? And your other co-host, Cruz Chavez. <laughs> okay, we're back for another session. Oh, yeah. Um, we're covering the the, uh, the letter to the Church of Philadelphia today. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff going on here. A lot. This church is good. This is one of the good churches. This is one of the good churches. This Two is, out of seven, this is one of them. Yep. <laughs> this is one of the churches that um, Christ wrote a letter to, but he didn't have any bad things to say. Nope, all good. Which is honestly a really good feeling to know that there are churches out there doing doing good. Yes, actually. Right. We got to have a couple of them at least. Hey, if you have seven, you have a chance. There's a chance that there's a good one inside there. Yeah. But Cruz, what have you been up to, man? Let's just talk about life for a uh, second. Well, not much is going on. Uh, school started back up, yep. so just got ready for... Um, we're meeting at the Roundup Club now. Amen. Um, AC, it was amazing. ICAC, especially in the room where our group, my group meets. Man, it's so nice. I Maybe bet. not during the winter. Not during the winter, we're not meeting inside yeah. there. That back room is always cold. Oh, it feels amazing inside there. Yeah. I'm telling you, especially with this. It's kind of cooling down now. Like this morning, feels amazing. Oh, like yeah. 65 oh, yeah. degrees. Jenna went on a run, but... I don't think I can do that. I'll just enjoy the weather a little bit. But oh you gosh. know what? I We've been getting into, I'm, I'm not going to say I, but we, we've been golfing a little bit more. Oh, yeah. And man, I'm going to the PGA. You, dude, I, I'm dropping this hole. If you get called to the PGA, don't forget about me. Yeah, I'm All telling right. you, I just played a couple rounds and a couple guys have walked up to me already. He's like, hey, we need your contact information. Oh, my god! And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll. Just let me get a couple more rounds under my belt. Would no. you have a nickname? Um, G. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. It, birdie G. I don't know. Just give me birdies, baby. <laughs> Just give me birdies. But no, dude, I'm like, I don't know. When I get fixated on something, and I'm getting fixated on golf. Because, I mean, it's yeah. fun to play. But then oh, yeah. we, I went, like, we played a couple times. I played with my brother. And, dude, okay, I just came up with this, you know, it's all coming to my mind. I got to remember. I've been up for a couple hours, almost 24, but it's all coming to me now. Um, I went and played at that scramble tournament I told you about. Oh, remember? yeah, how'd that go? Dude. Mm. <laughs> Did it go well or no? So I was playing with, it was my brother, uh, my uncle, my little sister, and I. We were playing, um, it, it was a Paano. Uh, my dad's a president of the Paano uh, Association. It's a Filipino uh, American Association of Northern Oklahoma. And it was just a scramble tournament that they put on. And I think, and when I went and my dad told me about this, I was like, dude, I'm all for it. Like, who who's going to actually play in this tournament? It, it, it's going to be for fun. Showed up, dude, these people were warming up like actual golfers, like straight up chipping oh putting gosh. and i i was like we got to bring our a game today and Dude, that's <laughs> insane and i haven't i haven't like i'm not a good golfer i'm gonna be honest i think they I'm even like, filipino plus, answer that question there had to be at least one filipino within okay. the group okay. <laughs> <laughs> anybody could have played but we we started playing and you know we played 18 holes. We played at Mohawk for you, you guys who know what it is. It's a pretty easy course. It's pretty wide open. We ended up shooting. We ended up shooting par. We shot par as a group, a four-man scramble. So we come back to the clubhouse, turn in our card, you know, get a little bit of lunch, and we look at the leaderboard. The first place team, 
shot 22 under. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Beat us by 22 strokes in our defense. Straight, he, one of the people inside there, they were, uh, I think he attends Arkansas and plays gar- golf for them. What in the world? Plays for them. His He has little brothers, and they're just as good. Um, but then, literally, it went 22 under, you know, 18 under, things like this. And we got second to last. And the team that we beat, we only beat by three strokes, and it was only a two-person scramble. <laughs> oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> I was going to say, par, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I know. That's and then you hear about these thinking. other teams. Oh, my uh, goodness. We were thinking, like, man, par is sitting kind of pretty, right? Yeah. But they were like, we have to at least get, like, you know, like you probably felt really good about like par. You're like, dang, we're doing really good. <laughs> then you go look at that leaderboard, and then you realize, dang, we're not doing really good, dude. <laughs> we were like, we looked at that, and our, literally our faces just sunk. We just, we were just cracking up laughing. But it was, it was really fun. Um, if anybody wants to give me golf lessons or even some new irons, I would not complain. If hey. anybody out there has a free set of left-handed clubs, let me know. Oh, yeah, this man needs some. Hey, just look on. I've been like scouring over like uh, like Facebook Marketplace. Facebook Market. I, I did go to a garage sale last time we, I played in Claremore, and they they had a couple drivers there. So that's the that's the best that I can find though. Left handed? No, it was right handed. But they're they're just individual. People are just selling their individual clubs. You know you, what I mean? You could be like trolley and learn how to hit right handed. Who was it? It. I'm pretty sure my. My buddy, which is so so funny that he found found this because this is so like him. Um, he's always he always finds stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like good stuff. His dad found him a Carhartt like rain jacket, dude. Sweet, those things okay. are awesome. He found some Carhartt um, boots that were just thrown away, and I think they were they were just regular work boots, but there was nothing wrong with them, <laughs> so he kept them right. And then recently, he found some clubs Mm -hmm. sitting out by a trash can. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, he snags them. (laughs) I'm like, dude, how do you find stuff like this? Some people are just lucky. He's got to be. They just find the deals. There's some deal finders. Yeah. But played against sports. I've been looking at that, too. Okay, yeah. Dude, I'm looking like, you know, I'm rocking with. So I had some nice golf clubs. Uh, they're called Orlamar, I believe. I mean, they're not like Titleist or something like that. Right. But I had them uh, two years ago now, but my car got stolen mm-hmm. for a couple weeks, and they, they scavenged that car. I had a Bluetooth radio. They sold that, put in a stock radio. Um, my golf clubs, they got rid of that, sadly, and had a good driver, good clubs, good woods, but had to build it from the bottom. Troy... Uh, lended me some right-handed clubs. Yeah. So now I'm like actually starting to golf again. Good. It's starting to cool down. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to I'm gonna start. I'd love to like at least shoot like 10 over or something like that. I know that's like not the greatest, but still. Right now, I think I'm shooting in like the high, the like the hundreds, like over like 110, something yeah. like that. But I know when I was out there, that's what I shot. <laughs> It's so much fun. It's playing. embarrassing. <laughs> I, I, when I tell people I go golf, that's all that I tell them. I don't tell them the results. All right. I'm just golfing. I'm just golfing. I'm just golfing. Right? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Mind all right. your own business. Let's get back to this. Yes. Let's all get right. into it, baby. Let's get to the important stuff here. So, like we said, um, the letter of Philadelphia, um, Christ is speaking to John, and uh, John's just writing down everything that he sees, everything that God tells him, um, and 
And so he writes to the church of Philadelphia. Up until this point, um, to the other churches, he's just been writing um, some really important stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things that are that the church is not doing very well on. That, but we know that Philadelphia, and then we know that there's one other church that we read before that had some good things going on. Yeah, and Christ is telling them to preserve those things and just to continue to endure um, being martyred or mm-hmm. you know uh, suffering for Him. So we're just going to open up. Um, this is to the church in Philadelphia, and it reads. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, The words of the Holy One, the True One, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is about is able to shut. I know that you have I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make those I'll make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they and they will learn uh, that I have loved you, because you have, because you have kept my word about uh, patient endurance. I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. I'm coming soon. Hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of, of my God. Uh, never, sh- never shall he go out, never shall I go out of it, and I will write on him the name of, of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from my God out of heaven and, and my own new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. There it is. It, there it is. All right. Podcast over with, guys. <laughs> no, but this is um, this is to the Church of Philadelphia, and we can see that they have a lot of good stuff going on. Um, I did a little bit more research um, upon this place, and, of course, uh, TJ brought it up that this was the smallest church uh, that was written to, but it was also the mightiest, that these people um, stayed true to God's Word, that they're... Um, not they're being bold within the word and staying in it and staying true to Jesus. Uh, And another crazy thing is that uh, Philadelphia, they're known for their vineyards, um, like, you know, for wine or whatever it was. And it actually competed um, with like the Roman vineyards. Mm. And of course, Rome didn't like that. And this was, you know how we were talking about how the other churches, some uh, some of their stuff was like textiles, like carpets. Uh, they, they, that was their economy. So Philadelphia's economy was uh, vineyards and uh, using vineyards in whatever way to make money. So what Rome did, since their vineyards were so good um, and they're like, I guess, top tier, like mm-hmm. they produced the best stuff, um, they straight up took it away from them. They... Uh, I, I think they either destroyed it or they just... Uh, so basically, they they portrayed the Church of Philadelphia just because their vineyards were good. And this is a, a way of persecution towards them. So these people were going through financial troubles. Uh, they were they were going through all these things just because the Lord blessed them with a great vineyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I found that interesting looking through that. Um, 
But let's get into this. Yeah. Maybe verse by verse. Uh, do you have anything to add before? Um, yeah. So just just off of uh, just a couple things that Christ mentions at first, um, he talks about he talks about himself, the words of the Holy One, the True One, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. Um, there's just again brief description of what John is seeing. Mm-hmm. And not only is he seeing these things, but Christ is talking about it. And so the words of the Holy One, holy it is meant to be set apart. We know that in Scripture. Um, based on what, what Christ has revealed to us, uh, what God has revealed to us, we know that to be holy is to be righteous, mm-hmm. is to be set apart, is to be um, perfect, because God is holy. Amen. Um, and then... To continue on, the true one who has the key of David, who opens and no one shuts. Uh, there are the true one, which is just real, and then the key of David. If you open up to Second Samuel 7, and this is starting in verse 12, uh, this is what that verse reads. And so I just wanted to, wanted to go flip back because he mentions David for a reason. And like, why does he mention David? And where, where does that come from? How does that relate to right now? And uh, just what, what's the backstory? So Jesus came from the line of David. Mm-hmm. He came from the tribe of Judah, and that was a promise that God made. Yep. Um, because David had followed God so closely, and he was known as the man after God's own heart, God usually blessed people in that, in that way. Mm-hmm. He saw the same thing with Abraham. Saw the same thing with Israel, uh, with Isaac, uh, and, and you just continue to see that same thing happen over and over. Yep. And so it happened with David. David was following along with God, was being, uh, was obeying His commands, was was being a leader as as God had called him to be. Mm-hmm. And what's so amazing about that is God blessed him mm-hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. And so, this is where you see. Uh, this is where you see. Basically, what 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 Revelation is talking about, or at least a little bit, um, and again, starting in verse twelve, it reads this: When your days, when your days are fulfilled, and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, um, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will, will not depart from him, as I, took, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made, uh, made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. So... Uh, during this, during that time, during uh, King David's reign, there there was a prophet, mm-hmm. Nathan, or maybe it's Nathaniel. Yeah, I think it's Nathan. So Nathan was the one who was literally talking talking to God. Yeah, and Nathan would come and tell tell David everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And so that is what that's what uh, Nathan told David. Yeah, says this is what God is going to bless you with. And so just to kind of flip back over to Revelation. 
um, who has the key of David, who opens and no one shuts, and who shuts and no one opens. Yep. God made a bold statement all the way over. Just think about the, the huge time gap. He made a bold statement all the way over in the Old Testament, saying that he's going to establish a kingdom forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that relates to flipping back over to Revelation, where he says, who holds the key of David, who opens and no one shuts. What God says is going to happen will happen. Amen. No one will ever change that. Mm-hmm. There's no event that could ever alter time, that could ever alter any of event. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a big, if you're a big Flash uh, fan <laughs> on Netflix, you can't go back in time and change change things. Impossible. Impossible, right? If you're uh, if you're a Marvel fan, you can't go back and you can't go to different dimensions and change time or change things, right? You ain't Thanos, baby. Yank. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And so God made a bold statement. Yeah. And he can because he's God. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's what he's been trying to get across. That's his message. Yeah. That he's the creator. Mm-hmm. He's the one where everything began. He's the reason why everything exists. Yes. And what he says will come to pass. Mm-hmm. And we know that. We've talked about that already. Um, so I just I just wanted to start off with that. Yeah. So now we can continue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, this is Jesus just like putting it down like, I have authority. Like, this is my authority. Yes. Um, I hold uh, the key of David and I open up doors that no one can open and I shut doors that nobody can open up again. Uh, so this is just Jesus displaying his authority, making sure that we remember that he has authority over everything, that he blesses us uh, with many things, and he is the only one that can open up these doors and close them himself. Um, But continuing on in verse 8, I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have uh, but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. So we're seeing here... uh, he, Jesus is telling these people, I know that you have little power. Like going back to Rome took away their vineyard, uh, their economy, how they made their money, and uh, the persecution of these people. And we'll see they're talking about the synagogues here. Uh, so these, so it was weird. Uh, back during this time, uh, Christians, they were um, seen as, uh, what is it? What's the word here? Uh, an offset or kind of a branch off of uh Ju- uh, uh, of uh, Judaism, uh, and they were seeing they were able to go into synagogues and do this, but then whenever they started proclaiming that Jesus is uh, the prophet, that he that he was the Messiah uh, that came down and, and was God in flesh, that's whenever they started getting kicked out of. Um, they started getting kicked out of uh, the synagogues. And we're so I this this YouTube video that I watched the guy that he kind of explained it was, um, whenever they would try to go up to the synagogues, you know maybe they would like they close the door on them, uh, they close the door and, or they would peek in there and say no you cannot come in, and Jesus is saying here, um, I will open up a door which no one will be able to shut. Like, I will open up this door for you because you did not deny my name. Mm-hmm. And we know that we can read, I believe it's in Matthew 10, uh, whenever Jesus is saying, if you, um, uh, if you claim my name before men, I will claim you before the Father. 
Uh, and if you deny my name before men, then I will deny you before the Father. Mm. And what these people did in Philadelphia is that they claimed Jesus' Jesus's name, even through the persecution, like even through um, maybe even losing family members uh, because they turned to Christ and uh, they were saved through Christ. And they and maybe their family stayed uh, within the Jewish belief or a different belief and they were disowned. They kept his name. They did not deny his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what kind of, uh, that's what this church did. And this was the good that they did, that they stayed within their name. It, they didn't get tainted by anything. They didn't allow any religion or uh, especially, uh, can you imagine like, like right now, you're going to phone to get a phone call. You and Jenna both lose your jobs. Uh, I would imagine that you guys would be, uh, on pretty like loose legs, and so and you maybe I'm not saying this is you, but other people they would be like, we got to do something, we have to we have to go and do this, we have to go and do this to make money, we have bills to pay, we got to do this, and um, with these and maybe they would lose trust in God in a way, and uh, I know I'm I was, I'm listening to this sermon by David Platt and he's going over Psalms where it's talking about. Um, if God is not the center, he's not the foundation of your house, your job, whatever it is, and it's all folly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and it's in vain, or it's worthless, mm-hmm. or it's pointless. Um, but we know that with Jesus in the center of it, and putting our full trust into Him, uh, putting our full and actually giving it to Him, which is what these people did. Once again, kudos to Philadelphia for doing all this, yeah, uh, and actually putting their trust into God, saying. You know, we may be going through hard times. We may be maybe being persecuted um, uh, in this way, but we're not going to deny your name because we know that you're greater than the trials that we're going through in this world. Absolutely, I think it's beautiful because you talk about um, opening doors that no one will shut, and you just think about how <clears throat> how that relates to, to to his kingdom, to his to his reign. Mm-hmm. And God accepts everybody. Yes. And so when you think about doors that that open, uh, that God opens up for you, oftentimes we we do look at okay, maybe those doors are meaning opportunity, right? Opportunity to, to proclaim the gospel, or mm-hmm. opportunity for um, to go and travel, or to go and experience something. But we forget sometimes that <clears throat> God does have different plans. For everybody, mm-hmm. but I believe that that in in Scripture he he talks about opening doors for people who who d- he does not discriminate against. Amen. He he tries so hard to get people to understand that he is loving and accepting to all. That all you have to do is just repent. Yeah, is just ask forgiveness, mm-hmm. and, and and he loves you. Amen. You know, because you're a child. We're all children of God. And I think that's just one thing that I struggled the most with um, when it comes to people who believe in like predestination, uh, like God chose you, but he didn't choose someone else. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, I, I mean, I battle with that a lot, and I, I, hear, I hear of it a lot just because, um, I don't know, now being in ministry, it almost hurts my heart to, to imagine um, someone being chosen and then someone not being chosen. Yeah. 
makes you feel like when you're lining up to play basketball and you're, they're picking teams and you're not the one picked, right? You're yeah. like the last kid picked. <laughs> How does that make you feel? It makes you feel like, man, I shouldn't have, you know, stood here this whole time. Yeah. And so that's just what I see. Um, but God, I really believe He is He. Jesus is saying that you're all chosen. Yes. If you just like you said, confess my name before men, mm-hmm. and I'll confess your name before the Father. Yeah. He didn't say if you're brown, if you're white, if you're black, if you're purple. He just says if you confess your name, period. Yes. If you confess my name, Amen. period. Yeah, exactly. And so I just feel like that's that's an open opportunity to everybody. Yeah, and it made disciples of all nations. And we've been yes. through this, man. Hey. Yes. <laughs> uh, you gonna continue on? Yeah. Okay. Um, it says, "Behold." Um, it says, "Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold." I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I, that I have loved you, because you have kept my word about the patient endurance, and I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. So, there's a lot going on here. Yes, there is a lot going on there. Christ first mentions uh, those that are that are proclaiming to be. Um, Jews, but he refers to them as people from the synagogue of Satan. Yeah. Whoa. Right. (laughs) Could you imagine going to a church or following after some leader this whole time, and Christ says they're they're from a synagogue of Satan? That's not a good thing. That makes you question everything that that person says. Yep. And that's a really bad thing. Yeah. And so there are, and you you saw this all throughout the Old Testament, uh, or not the Old Testament, the New Testament, how there are these Jewish leaders, there are these Pharisees or Sadducees or some sort of high religious leaders yeah. that were that were teaching the commandments of God, mm-hmm. but they were tre- teaching more tradition than anything. Yeah. And they were holding high standards and not really teaching the true commandments of God. It was like things like, oh, you can't, Clip your fingernails on a Sunday. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you if you do, then you're gonna be stoned to death. You're done, so. Yeah, and, and you saw even things that are more dramatic. Yeah, like the woman who was caught caught in adultery, mm-hmm. and they're about to stone her to death, and then Christ comes and he says, "No, let the first person without sin stone her to death." And everyone dropped their rocks and walked away. Yeah, and so you just see. Um, you see a bunch of religious leaders during this time who very easily and very very casually took on these jobs for for self-esteem, mm-hmm. for pride. Um, they were these religious leaders just for fame and popularity. Yeah. It was not because they truly loved God. Mm-hmm. And, and so, of course, Christ calls them out again. Yeah. Even after death and resurrection, he's still calling them out. And I love it. This man's throwing punches. Yeah. Uh, what is it? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Code of Many Colors. Who's the prophet? Of the, in the Code of Many Colors? Yes. What was his name again? Joseph. Joseph. There it is. Uh, the video that I watched, um, he brought that up. Because uh, you you remember whenever uh, you know his brothers went to go kill him, uh, but they sold him to slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually becomes a, high, a higher up within um, 
Egypt mm-hmm. and you know they come and they literally are bowing in front of him begging to give them food uh, he brought that up um, where it says uh, behold I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not um, but lie behold I will make them come and bow down before your feet and he made that comparison between Joseph and his brothers between um, the believers here in Philadelphia and the people who are persecuting them mm-hmm. or, the, or the Jews or the people of the synagogue of Satan. Um, and it, I think it says another thing, God will prevail through all that stuff. Uh, you know, in a situation that may seem bad, God will prevail. Like God has a rhyme and a reason for everything. And he, he's a knower of all. He's a seer of all. He mm-hmm. knows before uh, he he knows from the beginning to the end. Once again, the alpha and the omega, um, and so he he ha- he is fully in control. Mm-hmm. Whenever we think things may look bad, and we're like, God, oh, do you really have control of this? Do you do you actually have like your hands on this? I know you say you have your hands on me all the time. I know you say you love me, but do you actually right now? And he does. He really does. He, he's. He's watching over us in Exodus. I, I'm trying to remember 14, 14. My mind's everywhere, but God, uh, God will fight for us, and all we have to do is be silent. He'll fight for us, and he'll love us yeah. no matter what. Um, but continuing on, unless you had something else to say. Um, what I just loved about that, uh, that portion um, is that it says that they will learn that I have loved you. Yes. So the whole world is going to know. The whole world is going to know that that Christ, what Christ did, was real. Yeah. And it's going to probably be uh, the same thing that James experienced. Um, James, the half-brother of Jesus. Mm-hmm. For a long time, James did not believe that his brother was the son of, was the son of God. Mm-hmm. And I go back and forth on why he didn't believe, because Jesus was performing all these miracles this whole time. Um, but you got to remember, if your brother or your sister was proclaiming to be the Son of God, would you believe them? Yeah. That'd, that'd be so hard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because uh, Christ was perfect, no doubt about it. No doubt about that he was perfect. Yeah. Um, but we do know that sometimes we, we fight with our brothers and sisters. Sometimes we struggle um, and we, tr- we struggle to believe the things that they say. Yeah. Like, man, that guy's just lying. That guy's full of himself. He's you know what fibbing. I mean? He's fibbing, man. He's fibbing. Right. And so we learned about um, how after Christ died and rose three days later that James came to, and he was like, yes, mm-hmm. everything that my brother said is true. Yeah. He is the son of God. He's the chosen one. It all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's going to be a revelation just yeah. like that for all non-believers. Yeah. It says all those, um, it's talking about, um, behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who make those of the, um, who say they are Jews and are not, but uh, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a revelation in those people's hearts and minds, and they're going to and realize, oh my goodness, they are the chosen church, like they. They are the ones that that scripture is written about. They yeah. are the ones that that God is working through. They're the ones that Jesus is still, you know, working working in. Yes, Amen. And and that leads us into whether pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib. Yeah. 
where do you believe? You know, do you believe that Christ is going to come and rapture the church mm-hmm. before the tribulation starts, during the tribulation, or after the tribulation? Yeah. And and everyone's got their own theology. Everyone's got their own opinion about that. Yeah. I think me and you agreed yeah. that we are pre-trib. Yeah. Pre-trib. Yeah. Um, and I will admit that a lot of my teachers they are pre-trib, but I understand. Uh, the other the other idea of being mid trip and um, post trip yeah uh, meaning that God's gonna come and take take you away before all these crazy things start happening mm-hmm. but I believe that at some point everyone is going to realize yes that what Christ did he did for a reason mm-hmm. and and he's a real dude he's a real person he's the real son of God um, he is still living and breathing today and still yes. working in the world, mm-hmm. and he was still working in the Church of Philadelphia. Yes. And it says that the Pharisees are going to see that, or the Jewish leaders mm-hmm. are going to see that, and they're going to come and bow down before them, mm-hmm. and they're going to learn that Christ has been with them this whole time and that he loves them. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Yes. It's, it's true. I mean, I don't think we've gotten to this part of Revelation, but whenever it's talking about Jesus' return... Everybody will realize this guy was real. I mean, yes. did I like that's whenever we can reflect on our time, like, and really take into consideration what have I been doing right now? Am I lukewarm uh, within my faith, or am I a church of Philadelphia being bold within Christ and truly proclaiming his name every day um, and just following Jesus? faithfully mm-hmm. and truthfully and how I should be, mm-hmm. um, if I am to say that He is my God, that He is my everything, that He is my first, basically. Um, but then whenever you're talking about the tribulation, that's where uh, TJ gets his uh, in verse 10. Because you have kept my word about, uh, about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the world to try those who dwell on the earth. Mm-hmm. That's where TJ gets uh, his pre-trib uh, that's I mean his part of his scripture. Um, whenever he's talking about, I will keep you from the hour uh, of the trial that the earth will endure. Mm-hmm. Uh, as in, he believes that Jesus will rapture up uh, believers before uh, they will go through that trial. So that's where he gets that. I I, I lean towards pre-trip, but I feel like I haven't learned enough to really um, form an opinion or for my theology around it. So, hey, I'm being molded. Um, whatever happens, happens. Uh, I just know that Jesus is in the center of it. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just think it's part of, it's just, a, again, part of the peace that Christ offers. Yes. Um, because we know that this world's not going to be around forever. And if you knew that there was destruction and disaster ahead, would you not want to be preserved from that? Yeah. And, and Christ knows Christ doesn't want to intentionally put us through those things, but even during that, during the during the tribulation time, it's it says there's going to be some crazy stuff that goes down. Yes, and guess who's going to be in the midst of it? Believers. Yeah, because we know that there are going to be some that are raised up mm-hmm. during that time to proclaim the name uh, of the God or of Jesus. Yep. And what does that look like? I I have no clue. You know what I mean? Because we we look at you look at Paul, who was Saul at one point, and as he's on the road to, to Damascus, he was literally on his way to persecute Christians, and he said he was the one to um, persecute 
Christ or persecute Stephen. That's who Stephen, it was. Stephen, yes. He was the one to condemn Stephen, mm-hmm. and he feels really guilty for that after the fact. Yeah. But he was on his way to Damascus, literally opposing God, opposing Christ. Mm-hmm. And it was on that road that, that God came to him mm-hmm. and completely changed his heart. And so it could look something similar like that in in um, during the tribulation time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it could be that, like Christ says, like most pre-trib believers say, the church is going to be raptured up. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a single saved soul on the earth before tribulation yeah. or when tribulation starts. Yeah. But Christ can still easily raise up believers like he trans, uh, transformed Saul yes. into Paul. Yes. And so I, I don't know. Like I said, this is all just talk here. Yeah. It's, you know I mean? it's just theology talk. You know, that's not the main thing, of course. But, you know, we like to talk about theology, see yeah. where everybody sits and everything. Um, since we're talking about uh, the rapture and everything, I mean, we'll know. Like, you know, we're going to get into, like, the Antichrist and um, people who may turn towards him, believing that he is the Messiah and all that. But trust me, you'll know. Uh, you'll, know. you'll know whenever Jesus comes. Like, it's not just going to be like, oh, you know, oh, I just walk, I just woke up. Oh, Jesus is here. Yeah. <laughs> You'll definitely know whenever Jesus comes. Um, you know, because you know the sky will split open, trumpets, trumpets will sound. Um, so it's not just gonna be like, oh, whoa, there he is. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh, there he is. Yes. This man is coming. It'll be very um, evident. Yes, one hundred percent. Very, very evident. Um, continuing on. Yep. Um, verse eleven. I am coming. Uh, I'm coming soon. Hold fast what you have, so that no one may seize your crown. Uh, the one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it, and I'll write him, uh, write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the New Jerusalem, which comes down from my God out of heaven, in my own new name. He who has an ear, let him hear. Uh, the Spirit, what the Spirit says to the church. Once again, we're going to just, I am coming soon. Mm-hmm. Jesus is telling these people, I am coming. And he's telling us, actually, I am coming soon. You, I know we've talked about it before, but to be ready in season and out of season. Mm-hmm. We don't know when Christ will come. Um, uh, I know we, we preach upon that and we've talked about that a lot. But then there's that hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. Yeah. I, I believe he's uh, referencing back to the crown of life. Do not let somebody take your crown. Uh, and that's the thing that we're promised. Some of the things that we're promised from Jesus, if we are to follow him faithfully mm-hmm. and to proclaim his name and live live throughout his word, uh, his living and breathing word is that crown of life. And, you know, I, I'd like to just walk around with the crown yeah. <laughs> whenever up in heaven. But just holding fast to that and just remembering, especially whenever times do get hard and fully just once again, just trusting in the Lord. Cause I feel like including me, um, with school starting up, um, you know, the wedding's getting close, uh, in like getting, pulling out loans for school and everything. Like I, I, there's a lot of stress going on between amongst Hallie and I, and just, this is refreshing, and it's a reminder of fully just putting my trust into the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of this stuff is momentary. Like, I, the way I look at it, it's momentary. Because um, I know if 
we're talking about having Christ at the center of everything. Christ should be at the center of my school. Mm-hmm. He should be at the center of uh, my uh, relationship and my marriage with Holly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whatever happens, I'm going to give it to the Lord. Absolutely. So that was just a big reminder. It's just holding fast to what uh, Jesus promises us and what he gives to us. So that was just... And the one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And a bunch of promises uh, that are so good. You know, yes. writing your name. Uh, what does it say there? Writing the name of my God and the name of the city um, on your chest. It's just a lot. It's a lot of just promises that make you happy. This is a, a church that did a lot of great things uh, and did good. And, and did good, but. I think what's amazing about uh, that ending, like you said, they're God, they're God's promises, um, things that that we can look forward to, and without without living in fear um, or even in the monks in the midst of chaos, uh, we can look look forward to these things. Yeah. Um, and He does that for a reason, and it's because we serve a God of peace. Amen. And that's what He wants us to know, not a God of confusion, mm-hmm. but a God of peace and righteousness. Amen. Um, and so this just comforting words to know that our Savior cares so much uh, about us, mm-hmm. about our mental health, about our personal lives, like marriage or finances, mm-hmm. uh, all of these things God placed in our lives. And it's just unfortunate that sin kind of takes over and places fear and worry into our lives, but... He says that's not how he designed us. Yes. He did not design us to have fear and anxiety, um, but designed us to, to just live in peace and harmony with each other. And so um, he talks about um, so that hold fast to what you have so that no one may seize your crown. If you really think about it, my father-in-law put it, put it this way, and I love it. Um, when Christ was crucified... A lot of people will say that Pharisees took his life. Mm-hmm. The Pharisees might even see that. He did not have his life taken. Mm-hmm. He yielded his life. Yes. He gave his life. Mm-hmm. How can you steal something that was given to you? You know what I mean? Amen. And so in that same way, I think Christ is saying, um, hold fast to what you have, even to death. Yes. And, and if it gets to that point, then just give it over. You know what I mean? Give your life over to them. Hold fast to what you have so that no one can, can seize your crown. Mm-hmm. If you just give them your crown, then, then no one's going to take it from you. Yeah. You just gave it, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, verse 12, to the one who conquers, I will, I will make him a pillar um, in the temple of my God. And uh, never shall he go out, and I will... Never shall he go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. Christ is talking about a couple things here. So we learned about the crowns, what they mean. We learned that we will be given crowns. Um, crowns are rewards that everyone gets. When mm-hmm. we get to heaven, you will be rewarded for something. Yeah. Um, some people will receive much. Some people will receive not as much. But at that point, who cares? Like, you're in heaven, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but we know that we will receive crowns. Yes. Um, some sort of... I, I'm not exactly sure all, everything that entails um, with the crowns, but I do know that we are given them. And then talking about the pillar. A pillar is used, like if you think back to the Colosseum, if you think back uh, 
to maybe the White House, um, things that are that have pillars or maybe some sort of Roman or Greek um, structure or design. Pillars are used for one; they're pretty. Mm-hmm. They they look pretty from the outside, like how wow, they're massive, they're huge. Not only are they pretty from the outside, but they hold firm the foundation of the building. Amen. Just like when you put together a house, it's put together by um, the frame, the structure of the whole house that holds everything together. Mm-hmm. That's what a pillar is. And God is saying that we will be made into pillars and that we will be the structure of, of, his, of his home, of his kingdom. And that's just so beautiful because he, he's just offering, again, so many different promises. Um, and then to kind of wrap up here, um, says that I will give, I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from God out of heaven and out of, um, and my own new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. We're going to be given new names. Yeah. And Jesus will be given a new name. And when Jesus says. will be given a new name. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Again, it's being transformed. It's being renewed. It it falls under that that same category of of being saved and redeemed. Mm-hmm. You know, we're no longer sinners. We're no longer going to live in a in a world full of sin, but we're going to live in the new Jerusalem and the yes. new promised land. It's it's just going to be it. It's heaven. You know what I mean? Amen. It's perfect. Yeah. And so that's just what we can look forward to. Yeah, not being conformed to this world. You know, Romans 12, 2, Colossians 3, and James 4, all in that. Not being conformed to it. People, we have a lot to look forward to. Uh, the God that we serve is so good. And it was, it's so good going through this and seeing, uh, like, him, his support for this church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and TJ says uh, the Church of Philadelphia reminds him a lot of the porch. I think he's being biased. Um, no, <laughs> but you know, uh, this is what we should aim to be. Like, this is a, once again another great church to look at. Like, mm-hmm. man, the church is doing it right. Uh, let's let's look and in, look into our hearts and our church and see what could we maybe improve on. But Cruz has got to go to work, <laughs> <laughs> and I got to go to sleep. <laughs> Dude, I love doing this. Yes, I absolutely love it too. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it. it it makes it more um, meaningful to know that we get on here and, and record. Uh, and we know that there are people listening down in Texas. We know there are people listening um, in probably somewhere in Kansas. Yeah. Uh, people listening all over. You know, I think I'm pretty sure I, I heard people listening from Canada and from Ethiopia somehow. Don't even know. But <laughs> we'll they, t- hey, we're worldwide, baby. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> but like and share. There are yes. people that want that are afraid to go through Revelation by themselves. This is an opportunity for them to jump on and listen. Yeah. And, and then also go back and listen to TJ's sermons on yeah. the porch in Inola. Um, if you guys have any questions, again, just reach out to us. Uh, if you have questions, and you can always post them on Spotify. Yeah. So like, if, share, comment. Yeah, ring those bells. There's also Apple Music. We're on Apple, Apple Music. Music too. Yep. Yeah, you are. can leave a review on there. We actually read it. So, hey, leave them, baby. We're ready for it. Okay. 
We appreciate you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you.